Welcome to the All Bases Covered podcast. We are here. It's Friday night. We got a big show, guys. It's uh, it's going to be an hour and a half long podcast today. It's it's a special Friday show. Uh, we got trivia that we're going to be playing with the California sports guy Dan Cisco. That'll be starting about eight fifteen in about fifteen minutes. I'm, I got to be honest. I'm a little nervous. Not not for the trivia, but like you know, just. We got a big show tonight, so the nerves are they're kicking in a little bit today. Quit being a whiny bitch already. God dang it! Wow, wow. Okay then, here we go. <laughs> By the way, Joe and Sam, I'm more I nervous have, about I finishing the last job today, and I'm like, hey, we got a guest coming on. Make sure nobody's being loud today. Be somewhere quiet. <laughs> Was that I didn't hear kids screaming in the background. I, no, I was just saying. Uh, no, it wasn't to anybody. It was I was telling you and Joe, our producer, that I made sure to tell Josh the, the, to keep the screaming kids to a minimum since we have a guest coming on. Oh, you mean his daddy daycare? Yeah. Shit, yeah. yeah, when you talking about daddy daycare, it's quieter in that movie than it is over uh, That sounds about right. All right, so the loser of today's trivia, not third place, not second place, dead last place, has to go to a pool wearing adult water wings, a little scuba mask maybe, or or goggles, and some flippers, and do a full-blown cannonball into a pool. And then we got to get it on video so we post it to a Twitter page. You know, Sounds like Steve. I was. I'm going to preemptively point out that you know the system's rigged when you guys are already planning this for me, and I we haven't even played yet. Listen, man, uh, I'm not planning anything for you. You could put those two assholes oh, in the same bucket, but it's I'm definitely not. Mike and Josh. I can tell you that right now. It's Mike and Josh, and um, they're uh, so. If I do lose, which I probably will. Um, I'm preemptively staying on the radio show that Mike and Lou, uh, or Mike and Josh, you guys are dirty, dirty horse. Uh, <laughs> so wait, what if there's wait, a tie for last place? This is this is the clean, this is the calmest of all punishments. Wait till the period of pyramid of punishment starts this season. It's going to get so much worse. Josh, you will be tailgating. At an Ohio State game wearing a Michigan jersey. No, I'm putting veto on that one. You're getting killed. <laughs> and I there's know no, getting there's killed no vetoing the pyramid of punishment. Oh, good God. All right, real quick, let's uh let's get into some things. Um while we uh while we wait for Dan to jump on here, about eight fifteen, he's gonna be calling in. Um so I have a question, uh, Mike. Yeah. How do you how do you how do you ring in an answer? Like uh make a noise? 
I don't know if we make a noise or just someone just shouts it out. Oh, okay. We gotta go. We gotta go the honest, the honor system. There's no googling questions. We're just gonna have to see if we know, or maybe we just take turns. Like it'll be like we'll go down the line. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, something like idea. that. We'll, we'll yeah, I would say uh, maybe just start with like, uh, Mike. What's your answer? What's your answer? What's your answer? What's your answer? Yeah, yeah, that's a good idea. Can I, get, can, I request, can I request multiple choice and only have one possible answer given to me? <laughs> Joe, you can phone a friend. <laughs> I'm going to have to phone Jesus. Um, let's talk a little bit um, NFL before we get to Dan. Um the NFL did something I wasn't expecting, but uh, some of you alluded to it that maybe they would feel public pressure. Um, and the NFL is appealing to Sean Watson's suspension. Uh, I'm hearing that the NFL is pushing for an indefinite suspension. So they want him at least for, for one year. They want him for at least one, one year. Um, I don't know. How do you guys feel about that? They're fucking ass clowns. I mean, I think you have to save face at this point with Ridley. Uh, you know, with the decision that was, you know, given for Ridley for his one game of betting. Uh, and, and also on top of that, like, there was a lot of information that was omitted, you know, from this whole Deshaun Watson, you know, because there were, there were, there were settlements and other things that weren't brought up. So, yeah. Well, now he's dating. Yeah, I mean, I, I – See that? Oh my God! I thought he was dating some other chick. Like they were at a concert and and everything. That was literally a few months ago. I, I heard she gives excellent ago. happy endings, man. <laughs> That's the <laughs> only reason why he went Louis, there. Louis a little mad is about it, it though. Yeah, that's your girl. Oh wow! Yeah, yes. I'm beaming with jealousy. Um. And no, just, your, it uh, came out of your mouth. I don't know if it's a good look for him to be. I, I mean, all right, I don't want to bag on Mia. She hasn't done, like, adult films in, like, six years, and she's done it's, other things. Uh, it, she's done enough adult films to not have to do it for six years. Let me put you there. <laughs> Wait, who's he dating? She had to take a six-year break because she did too much. No, wait, wait. Who, who's he dating? Mia Khalifa. Joe, if you don't know who Mia Khalifa is, take time. Google it on your phone. Make sure Yeah, it's not a good look before the trivia, man. <laughs> no, not at all. I told you. Uh, in more ways than one. Right. <laughs> no. I don't know, though. I I'm, mean, I'm going to say... I, I'm, I'm going to say this about the NFL. I think they had to stay face because what happens in October? Every October you got breast uh, breast cancer awareness, and they ask all these people for donations. They wear pink, and then you're going to let this guy sexually assault 24 women and slap them on the hand like, "Oh, here's six games," but uh, we're going to we're going to suspend this guy for 17 games for betting on football, and uh, this guy. Uh, he just he just got performance enhancing drugs, so we're gonna give him six games the same as you. So that equals about twenty four sexual assaults. So we're good with that. Uh, okay. 
Do, do any of you guys remember the Ben Roethlisberger fiasco that happened? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Raven and there was, there yep. was, like, more than enough evidence that he was completely in the wrong. Yeah. You know, yeah he just wasn't during the great. Me Too, after the Me Too movement. Well, and, and if you think about it, I mean, them saying that there's not enough evidence to um, go with a stricter um, consequence, uh, he settled out of court with 23 out of 24 of these ladies. Yeah, he paid them off. That's why the, that's why he was just like, listen, Browns, I need all of it guaranteed. I need to pay these women off. Right. Yeah. And, and yeah. it was handled completely ridiculous from the get-go. The fact that um, this started, you know, 15 months ago, uh, it kind of half-assed it as much as it can, and then the Browns take him on and conveniently signed to this big $220, $230 million deal. Um, but his first year, he's only guaranteed $1 million. Jeez, it's almost like they knew this was coming. Yeah. yeah they, I, they knew that was going to happen anyway. They knew he was going to be suspended. That's, I think that's why Deshaun Watson was like uh, about face turn because he wasn't going to sign in Cleveland. He's like, I'm not signing with Cleveland. Next thing we all know. What the fuck? You just signed with Cleveland for how much? So I think I think all the other teams they were weren't willing to give them that one million dollar deal for the first year because they knew they were going to get suspended. I'm like, ah, we'll give you a million dollars. You get you don't get that much of a fine. You get the rest of your money later on. Okay. I don't know, man. I also have to we're throw good. in the fact that I think the Cleveland Browns are just not a classy organization, man. Yeah. You know. No, Jimmy Haslam has been ripping off truckers, for uh, you know, uh, on with his flying J for years. Who the hell is he's not a moral, ethically, morally sound, you know, owner by any means. Nope, definitely not. Definitely not. The Browns. No, and then, uh, <clears throat> go ahead, Josh. The only other thing I can say about Deshaun Watson is uh, when when you go get a massage, right? You wear a towel around your body fully covering your body. Uh, there was a report that he was coming in with a golf towel to barely show, to barely cover anything. Isn't that basically predatory? Like he knew what yeah, he man. was going to try to do. Yeah, absolutely. That's, That's predatory. 110% predatory, man. I mean, now, you know, I'm completely against this guy, but I mean, Josh, are you upset that, like he needed an entire golf towel to cover his junk compared to, like. <laughs> hey, I'm not Asian like Louie, man. <laughs> like, like, I mean, that's the only thing you got. Like, I mean, virtual Air Five to that guy for you know being needing an entire golf towel. Um, but beyond that, like, yeah. I mean, he planned what he was gonna do. He came in, I mean, 100%. And then the fact that, oh, you know, there's not enough evidence. Bullshit. Oh, man. Uh, well, you know, when you say the mini towels, you know what scene it reminds me of? Do you remember the movie uh, Starsky and Hutch with Ben Stiller? And yeah. Wilson? And they're, like, shaving in the bathroom, and they got the hand towels wrapped around your waist. And the police chief comes in and goes, <laughs> what are you doing over the big towels are up there because they're wearing the small little tiny hand towels around their waist. That's that's what I yeah. envisioned Deshaun Watson. Uh, is that scene from Starsky and Hutch? Uh, is I, I, I wonder if, if uh, 
I, I wonder if Deshaun Watson has a bunch of John Cena towels. You can't see me. Hold on. Boo that man. That's a little late on that one, too. <laughs> All right, that's why we have Joe. That's why we have Joe here. Where are you at the soundboard, Joe? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know what? Going back to what, what going back to what Josh was saying. Going back to what Josh was saying about predatory behavior. Absolutely, you know, he has a genuine problem. I think he has a problem, and I think he doesn't want to admit it. And he's trying to pay his way out of his problem right now. Oh, you you definitely have to have some kind of problem. I mean, let's be honest. Uh, he NFL quarterback. Um, yeah, why is he doing this? He can get better girls just being himself, you know? For real. I mean, he can just stay after a game and pick up 10 girls if he wants to. I mean, like, here's, hey. here's the thing, though. is This is where, like, you know, people always make fun of, you know, guys. and They're like, they have no control. And then we got guys like Deshaun Watson that, uh, you know, he's an NFL quarterback, literally could probably get a good amount of pretty amazing women that would willingly go sleep with him. Um, and then he's going to just try to stick a dick in the light box. Like, <laughs> Dude, you know, and you know what's crazy? Because, like, you see other NFL players make idiot mistakes, like Henry Ruggs. There was no reason for him to be driving. No. None. None. Let alone drive that fast, but there was no reason for him to be driving, period. Right? Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Well, just these guys, they, they – they, I don't know if it's a power thing, but, like, I'll be honest with you. Like you just said, Deshaun Watson, he's – I mean, without the money, he's a fairly good-looking dude, okay? Then you throw in the fact that he's got a ton of money and he's a starting quarterback in the NFL, and it's like – well, what the fuck are you enforcing yourself on the people, man? Like, so all I'm all I'm hearing is that you you were wishing that you were giving Deshaun Watson his happy ending. Wow. Okay, guys. Well, well now, <laughs> now oh, the tables well, have turned. Are you the one that didn't settle, Mike? Are you the one lawsuit did. that didn't settle with Deshaun Watson? I was holding out because well, you wanted it to be that way. Wait. Well, maybe the, your crude comment cost us our uh, cost us our caller because. We had someone calling in, and they dropped as soon as you dropped the happy endings joke. So let's see what happened here. I, am, uh, <laughs> I, I called in, I and I was trying to answer it, and you and I missed it. You hung up on him. It sounds like a lot of your problem, and not much of mine, bro. No, man. Like no. Yeah, we, pretty much. We, I, I was. Oh, here it goes. Here comes again. So you guys can just hold off here. Hi, welcome to the show. Is this, is this, do we got Dan on the line now? The California yeah, sports guy? Uh, this is Dan Cisco. I'm trying to get a hold of a mic. Yeah, this is Mike. You're on the All Bases Cover podcast. How are we doing this evening? Oh, I'm doing great. I, I thought there was some kind of Zoom connection. I guess not. No, no, we, we're not quite that advanced yet. We don't have the Zoom going on. We're just uh, we're recording the audio, and then we, we get it uploaded. So... Uh, oh, we got, uh, we oh got okay. No, yeah, no problem. Thank you. Okay. Yeah, no problem. Uh, so uh, a little bit about Dan. Um, he is the uh, author of California Sports Astounding. 
Uh, you can find him on Instagram under Dan at Dan Cisco Sports Guy or on Twitter at AKA the California One. Um, your new book, uh, Dan, um, just, I believe was just released uh, earlier this year in March, um, and it's got all kinds of uh, different uh, factoids. In it. Um, it, it sounds uh, really interesting. Um, you find a whole bunch of uh, different things. Uh, regarding uh, California, uh, first some surprising facts and uh, statewide genealogy of sports. So uh, we welcome you to the show. We're excited to have you here. Hey, yeah, th- yeah thanks a lot. I appreciate it. So we understand you got some uh, trivia lined up for us here. So, so we have a small bet, not a bet, but apparently whoever finishes last in the trivia game has to receive a punishment, which uh, – uh, the punishment is doled out as uh, they have to jump into a uh, public pool wearing adult floaties and the little uh, uh, goggles and little flippers and uh, kind of make an uh, embarrassment of themselves. So uh, that's what's on the line for okay. last today. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, and, and none of us are, like, are What did exactly I get myself in- into? I got a trivia question. Can I give you a multiple choices for the answer? Sure. Absolutely. That would help <laughs> Joe out quite a bit. <laughs> okay, here we go. Questions. That would be great, too. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We're going to start with a swimmer. Her name's Natalie Coughlin. She's an Olympic and world champion swimmer, okay? And she set what famous record before her 20th birthday? Your choices are first female, U.S. female athlete to win six medals in one Olympiad, or first female to swim the 100-meter backstroke in under a minute, or... She won her first Olympic medal. This is all before her 20th birthday. Can I go ahead and submit an answer? Yeah. Oh, man, I'm probably wrong, but uh, I'm going to go with the uh, Olympic medal. I think that was the last one, right? That's, that's my guess, too, is, is the last her one. I think it's going to be medal. A. I, say, I, I well, think it's guess six medals. I say it's the 100 meter in less than a minute. She won. She set a world backstroke record of fifty nine point fifty eight. Ten days before. Joe, Joe definitely Googled it. Joe, stop. Get off of Google right now, Joe. So, so I'm sorry, no Dan. Googling it allowed. <laughs> so she set the record before for the backstroke before twentieth birthday. Oh man. Yeah, she did that That's... in under a minute. The first. The first. Uh, uh, woman to do that. So that's, that's a big deal, man. Shoot. At 20 yeah, years that's, old. That's woo. impressive. Especially the backstroke. It, that backstroke's not easy. I, I, I mean, I, I used to swim in my younger years and I, you know, and uh, I was on swim teams and the backstroke is, is no easy task. That's, that's a tough one. Oh no, that that takes a lot, a lot of strength and endurance. And oh man. Yeah. hundred percent. I can't believe, uh, so the, the 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 Vegas favorite to lose this was Joe. 
Joe was the Vegas favorite to take last place, and currently he's got he's in first place with one one correct, while we all have zero. So this is, not, this is off to uh, an auspicious start so far. Hey, I would like to point out, I don't have to take first. I just don't have to take last. That's correct. Okay. That's correct. He's true. That's true. Okay, you're there somewhere. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's see. What, what other uh, trivia questions do you got for us, Dan? Oh, I got plenty more. Uh, let's 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 All do right. a tennis. Okay. Any t- okay. okay. Here we go. Tennis. How many Grand Slam tennis singles titles did? Pete Sampras win in his career. Oh, all right. Oh, okay. I'm so I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you some choices. Eleven, okay. Okay. thirteen, or fourteen. I'm going with fourteen. I'm going with thirteen. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with thirteen. I wanna go with fourteen. And the winner is fourteen. Yes. Shit. Fourteen. Last place already. Oh my gosh. Me and Josh, David, we're in the toilet bowl. Yeah. Joe's got two. I got. I'm on the board. We're off the snide. Fourteen. Man, I half of those seven were at Wimbledon, but this guy, Wimbledon, man, yep. fourteen. That that's just crazy number. It is. It is. I mean, Pete. Oh, I wish you would have went dominant. with. Uh, Go ahead. Wish Josh. it was Djokovic. I would have knew that one. I'm sure you would have known that one. Like, he's your best buddy over there. Yeah, yeah. Josh is just sitting on a pile of Djokovic trivia. He's, he's All right, let's move it along. Come on, man. I got to get on the board. All right. All right. All hey, right. you know, this is, this is California. This is going to take the rest of your lifetime to go through. It's so big. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You want another one? Yes, sir. Yeah, let's go. Let's bring it. Okay. Okay, let's let's go with um Stacy Dragila won the gold medal in which women's event that made its Olympic debut in two thousand. That would be either the pole vault, triathlon, or weightlifting. 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 Yeah, I'm going to go with weightlifting. Okay, well, guess what? I got a clean sweep because she's a pole vaulter. Oh, no. Oh, my God. (laughs) She soared 15 feet one inch to win the inaugural Olympic pole vault event. Much the pole vaulter, too. The women didn't compete in pole vault before 2000? That's crazy to me. That is insane well, to me. They never knew yeah, that. Yeah, well. <laughs> Mike, your pole also a different type of pole. Wow, okay. <laughs> well, okay, this book's got over 65 men and women support. I was a little late for the uh, buzzer for his bad joke, so I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so go ahead with what you were saying, Dan. Oh yeah, no. I just wanted to, I just wanted to let your listeners know that uh, California Sports Astounding has over sixty five men's and women's sports 
from statehood in 1850 all the way till yesterday. Wow. All, that's, that's pretty amazing. That's, that is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> okay, do you want some more punishment, or should I let oh, someone yeah, else Oh, yeah, we're ready, because, because it looks like last place is going to go to either Sam or Josh, possibly, so one of them is ready to get off the night here. So let's, uh, let's have at it. Okay. Okay, I'm going to give you another one. Okay, this is uh, baseball, right. okay? How's your baseball? Okay. Pretty good. Hall of Fame, Hall of Fame baseball pitcher Tom Seaver competed yep. in what other sport in high school? Would that be tennis, wrestling, or basketball? I'm going to go with oh, tennis. Basketball. Uh, I'm going to go with basketball. Basketball. He played basketball for the Fresno High School Warriors, and he was an oh. all-city basketball player. Man, he's yes, good. I'm on the board. <laughs> Tom, uh, terrific. That is um, fantastic. Yeah, he, um, that is I, – I did not know that he was a basketball player. You know, he was uh, one of my dad's favorite players, especially when he came to Cincinnati and pitched for the Reds. And, uh, oh, yeah, I didn't, yeah, uh, yeah. A lot of these guys that play pro sports are usually pretty good athletes in high school. I know a lot of them play several sports in high school, but that's that's pretty incredible. Um, I think, Josh, Josh, you didn't answer that one. You're still – you're in last place right now, Josh. I think you are in dead last I know, place. I was, I was on – I didn't realize I was on mute when I was saying basketball until I looked oh, at my yeah, phone. that doesn't count. <laughs> That doesn't count. Uh, I know it doesn't count. Tough sell there, buddy. Tough hey, sell. guess what, tough Josh? There's, there's, there's still hope. Yeah. Oh, I, I'm holding on to it. I'm holding on to it. Okay, Josh. You want to talk volleyball? Yeah, let's do it. Oh, God. Let's go. Okay, here we go. This is beach, beach volleyball. Kerry Walsh Jennings teamed with which player – to dominate women's beach volleyball from 2001 to 2012, and that would be either Holly McPeak, Misty May Trainer, or April Ross. Misty May Trainer. Misty May. Yeah, I'm going with uh, Misty as well. Okay, it's a clean sweep. She partnered with Missy May Trainer to win three Olympic gold medals from 2004 to 2012. I knew that one. I, I, I used to watch Carrie Walsh in the, the women's volleyball all the time in the Olympics, and I, I remember I remember her partners. I remembered her partner's name. So that one, that one, that as soon as you said Carrie Walsh, I was ready to go. What's all the tally, right, so, Mike? What's the tally? All right, so. Joe, did you answer in that last round just now? I did. I didn't hear your voice. He said, said Misty May. Okay, so Josh, Joe has four. Sam and I both have two. Josh has one. I guess, I guess, do you like California now, or is this, uh, is this uh, kind of too uh, too far out there? <laughs> no, no, this is good. Let's, this let's is good. keep going. I've always liked, you know, go ahead, I'm sorry. Okay. All right. 
Um, yeah. yeah, we're here. We we're go. This. Especially the, the t- some of the tougher ones. Uh, this is this has been a lot of fun, and plus, you know, we get bragging rights for whoever uh, wins or comes in last place. So this is uh, this will oh, be good. Okay. Well, t- okay. Here's a t- here's a tough one. I have to admit. Okay, it's baseball, okay. and and the the player's name. His name is Orville Overall, <laughs> and he's a pitcher. For the 1907 okay. and 1908 World Series champion, Chicago White Sox, he played football for which university? Would that be University of California or Stanford or Fresno State? I'm going to go with Fresno, Fresno State. I'm going Stanford. I'm going to go yeah. Fresno. Yeah. I'm okay, go we got two, we got two Fresnos. That's one three Fresno. Okay. Three Fresnos okay. and well, one Stanford. The answer is he he played guard, fullback, punter, place kicker for the California Golden Bears. Oh, oh. <laughs> that's uh, what is that? Uh, UC- UCLA? No, no, University no, of Cal, Cal Berkeley, right? Oh, Cal. No, that's, yeah, that's that's, uh, that's Cal Berkeley. Uh, he was captain of the football and baseball teams in 1903, but of course, we you know we didn't really remember that too much. You know? No, of course not. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Josh, you are still in last. You better get those uh, those uh, water wings. Uh, I'm one what's point the behind. Mike? What, I'm one point behind. I think we got what? Maybe Dan. Maybe uh, maybe two more questions, Dan. Okay. Okay. That's fine. All right. Then we can, uh, then, we can then we can dive into your book a little bit. Yeah, that's that's fine. Appreciate it. Um, okay. Let's talk about uh, boxing. Boxing. Okay. Oh, uh, this is Louis. Okay. Here we go. Professional boxer. Solly Smith made his professional debut in 1888 at the age of 17. He won the world title in which division? Flyweight, bantamweight, or featherweight? Uh, I'm going to say featherweight. I'll go ahead and say featherweight as well. I'm going to go with the consensus featherweight. And we have a sweep. He won the world featherweight title in 1897 in San Francisco. He was the son of a Mexican mother, an Irish father, and was the first world champion of Hispanic descent. Wow. Wow, that's crazy. <laughs> so, going into the last round here, Joe okay. has five. Okay. And, okay, this uh, is the and last Josh one. Has two, and me and Sam are at three. So, Josh, you need at so, least one, and then there's a three-way question. tie. Okay. <laughs> okay. 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 We're going to be talking uh, surfing, okay? No. Oh. Okay, I have no Where? clue about surfing, dude. Zero. It's okay. You got a, You still got a chance. Uh, yeah. Where is surf? 
Where is Surf City, USA located? Is it in Huntington Beach, Santa Cruz, or Encinitas? I'm going to go with Huntington Beach. Okay. Okay. Anyone what else? It, what was the other? What was the other option? Uh, Santa Cruz or Encinitas? Oof. I'm going to go Santa Cruz. I well, you know what? Actually, actually, Santa Cruz is a Sorry. is a good guess because. That was the very first appearance of surfing in the state of California because these uh, three Hawaiian princes who were on vacation in Santa Cruz decided to go surfing, and that was the first time it was recorded in California. However, the correct answer is Huntington Beach, which is home to the U.S. Open of surfing, the largest surfing competition in the world. Oh, my God. That is – oh, man. Josh, you were so close, but Josh has finished the trivia in dead last place. <laughs> you want to hear something funny, Mike? Yeah. The only reason why I said Huntington Beach is there was an interview with Tito Ortiz, and he's just like, you. everyone hates on Huntington Beach, but that's – it's Surf City, USA. Like, he said that in an interview. Uh, okay. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Dan, thank you for a wonderful trivia. Josh, I cannot wait to post the video on our Twitter page of you doing a cannonball in water wings and flippies and goggles. I, I'm very excited for this oh, one. <laughs> Dan, make sure oh, you check out the video fun. on our Twitter page. Yes. <laughs> oh, man. So, Dan, you wrote this uh, California uh, Sports Astounding. You had a previous book of, of Hawaii sports history facts. So have you spent time living in both California and Hawaii, or did you just kind of decide to write about these two states? Um, actually, I've kind of spent half my life uh, in Hawaii and um, and then the rest here in San Diego. So um, I was really interested in, in – in you know preserving Hawaii's history, I moved back here to San Diego, and then I got got to work on this one, and it's just kind of a fun project because uh, California's history is so diverse, and you know there's just so many characters involved, so many teams and uh, Olympics, and you know and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, it's been it's been a kind of a labor of love. Okay, what uh, sport would you say that you are a fan of the most? Oh, man. You know, if I had to pick, if I had to pick one, normally I just pick whatever's in season, but, but I really like, uh, I, I really like track and field simply because okay. um, it, it's the variety involved there. And you've got these incredible athletes. Um, they just had the, the world championships up in Oregon recently. And there was a lot of, you know, great performances up there, but yeah, track is track is cool because it's you know the that's one sport where women got at least a halfway decent start, and now they're winning more medals for the American team than they, <laughs> than the men are. Yeah, the men have really fallen behind. It seems like countries like Jamaica and Jamaica. Then like Kenya. 
other places where we're just not producing. You know, it's not like the 80s anymore when we had Carl Lewis winning gold medals and in the 90s with, like, Michael Johnson and, and other people uh, winning golds. We haven't really – the men have not been dominant in track, I feel like, for almost 30 years. Well, it, it's been – yeah, it's, it's been a while. You're, you're right. And it's and um, they seem to do pretty well, uh, you know, in the relays and other things. But, yeah, right now I think they're in kind of a low, but they'll be coming back. I, th- I think, you know, this last competition was good. And um, California has been the home of, of many great epic, you know, track meets at the – Los Angeles Memorial Coliseum or the Modesto Relays or Berkeley or, you know, they've had a lot of, a lot of world records and stuff set here, of course. Yeah. Well, speaking of the Coliseum, uh, while, while you brought that up, what's your thoughts about USC and uh, UCLA going to the Big Ten? Well, you know, from a business point of view, they, they had to do it. UCLA was, was, several million dollars in debt. Um, USC and UCLA were not getting, they were carrying the load for the conference and they were not getting, you know, a, a high enough percentage uh, of those TV rights to do it. So I think, you know, for them, what, what it's really exciting. ordered to pay back Under Armour? Well, well, UCLA, um, they were losing a lot of money because of the, the football program and some of the other sports were not drawing very, uh, many, many people lately, okay? And they had some other deficits they had to work with. So I think it's a great move for them. It'll take a while to adjust, um, especially traveling eastbound. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> That's oh, going to be yeah. brutal. Traveling eastbound, play a game in the morning or early afternoon, and then fly back to the West Coast the next day. And go to class. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> yeah, that's. I was talking to Josh about that earlier. About like, hey, how does USC feel about traveling to Ohio State to play a noon kickoff on a Saturday? You know, like or even yeah, like, and in, in the cold, weather, in the cold, in the cold, in the cold weather, right? Yeah, I mean, cause yeah, like, that's a that's you know, a good point. Beginning yeah. of November, it, it gets pretty cold in the Midwest. Oh, definitely. They're you know flying flying to Maryland or Rutgers and they're going to play in the snow and then come back to California, yeah. LA, where it's going to be 65 to 70 degrees is our normal high. And yeah, right. that's going to be, that's going to be crazy. Um, uh, so we'll, we'll see how that shakes I think, out. I think some I, of the big 10 teams that are on the East coast, they'll play better in warmer weather. Well, they I, think they, I think they would too. Um, that's a good point. I think, I think given the opportunity, uh, they would. So, um, but, but we'll see, this is, this is big for recruiting and everything else. Um, in California will be well represented. And I still think that, uh, Stanford or even maybe Cal may still join the big 10 because USC yeah. and UCLA need travel partners. And you've got a conference that has only two teams on the West Coast and 12 on the East. That imbalance is not going to work long term. No, and I think that's kind of what the, uh, the governor of California was saying, too. Like, you can't leave these other schools uh, to go to these conferences to play all the East Coast. You're taking, a, you're taking the money out, and you're just leaving Stanford and, and Cal by themselves. 
Well, exactly. And, and Cal is losing um, a lot of money right now as well. So if given the chance and they could go with Stanford, um, that, would, that would make travel much easier to give a few more teams to the West Coast a little bit more balance and cut down on the cost of, you know, of all that. So it'll be interesting to see what shakes out. There, there's a long way to go. I think, I think we're going to end up with two um, divisions of 10 teams each, 20 teams, and then leave it at that. And that, it, it'll be a mega conference, coast to coast. And uh, we'll, we'll see. <laughs> no telling, right? So, yeah, I mean, and Dan, you being a California historian, probably, like, what does this do for the Rose Bowl? Probably the, the granddaddy of them all. This is, that was the bowl game. And that was out there in Pasadena. It's been happening for, I, I you know, I don't know. I, I, I thought it started around the early 1900s, but, that game is now, in effect, done if the Pac-12 folds. Well, that's true. They're just going to have to remarket it um, and, you know, be creative with it because it's still a, a big moneymaker. Uh, it's still a big media event. You know, they've just got to put their heads together and, and figure out something uh, to do with it and, you know, mix it up. I mean, one year we had – uh, well, it was a play. It wasn't. It wasn't the Rose Bowl. It was a playoff game. But that was the year Oklahoma with Baker Mayfield, and they played Georgia. Remember, and Georgia yeah. came from behind and beat them. So yeah, it was Oklahoma. That was a fantastic play. game. <laughs> yeah, it was a very good game. Um, so uh, Dan, what is? Uh, how long did it take you to compile the facts and stuff for for your latest book, California Sports Outstanding? Astound, yeah, sorry, astounding. Like, how did how long did it take you to kind of compile everything and then write this book? Uh, mainly, uh, well, just because I'm just a regular working guy, <laughs> so I worked on it at nights and weekends and here and there. Yeah. It took about fourteen fourteen years. Okay. Wow. Uh, is that is that quite, something? Quite. <laughs> no, but no one was foolish enough to attempt it because the history is way too long and too too big. But it was more like uh, I could work on it here and there. And um, the good thing now is that you know this history is preserved, and then we can come out with the next next edition will be bigger and better. We can add more information, add more sports. There's plenty of Olympic medalists and world record holders that are not even in the book because it's not an encyclopedia, but it's rather a yeah. series of story, stories for a, a particular days of the month. So some months, like October, uh, have more entries than others. Okay. But, uh, you know, we, we've got everything here. Ba- you know, baseball-wise, October, and then you've got football at the same time. And hockey and basketball going. October's crazy. This <laughs> is too much. So, being in California, who's your pick for the World Series now? Is, is it going to be the Padres, Dodgers, or the Giants? Oh, man. Well, you I know mean, what? all I think three I... are, are right there. <laughs> but after some of these trades that the Padres made, woo! Yeah, it's oh, going to no. be, you know what? The Padres fans think of it this way. They're like, hey, 
let's just get into the playoffs. We don't have, I mean, it'd be nice to win the division, but, you know, we can just get into the playoffs and then anything can happen. I mean, overall, the Dodgers got, I think they have the better team, the better pitching, which normally dominates in a short uh, playoff series. But you're right. We've added suddenly, this is, this is crazy. The people we've added and, you know, Hey, it, we, we could get in games where we're beating them eight to seven or six to five or something. So it's, it's going to be really exciting um, to see that play out. The giants, you know, I love watching the giants too, but I think right at this point, I, I think they're, they're pretty much done. I might be wrong, but I, I think at this point it's going to be tough to climb out of third place. Yeah, especially when they're four games. I'll have to agree. (laughs) Yeah, I'll have to agree with you. I think the Dodgers or the the Giants are going to be a little bit tougher to catch back up to uh, the talent the Padres just acquired and uh, the Dodgers. They're just they're just unreal this year. Yeah, yeah, that's a good that's a good point. Um. But so, so is that where you're based out of? I'm assuming you're based out of San Diego out there. Yeah, I'm based out of the spare bedroom in my home in San Diego. And, okay. You know the You know it, it, it's it's the best it's the best weather in America. If you can't live in Hawaii, San Diego is the next yeah. best place. You know what I mean? It's just mild year round. You can go hiking. You can go to Mexico. You can go to the mountains, go to the beach, or go to L.A., all within a two-hour radius. It's all, you know, it's, it's there, and people are active, and uh, I, I don't know. I, I couldn't handle the snow, I don't think. <laughs> I give you guys credit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I actually have a family that lives in San Marcos out there, and they absolutely love it. Yeah, San Marcos is about a half hour north of where I'm at, and that's a that's a nice okay. area. They call it the North County, and um, but uh, you know San and then Diego's I know my, been my huh? Uh, no, I was uh, sorry. I was I was uh, about to tell you my aunt also lived in Poway. So Poway, Poway, yep. Oh yeah, okay, that's. That's about 20 minutes or so. That's a nice. That's a nice area. A lot of the San Diego Charger players they used to live in Poway, so that's kind of an upscale area and it's nice and 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 you know it was close to their practice facility. <laughs> and then and then they moved the team up to LA. <laughs> and so right now the only pro team we've got is is the Padres. And then of course we have some uh, lacrosse and soccer and you know some other things, but. Um, it's an exciting time right now for, for San Diego because San Diego State is opening their brand-new football stadium um, in early September. So that's going to be a, a big change. And there's, you know, there's talk of them possibly going to the, the Pac-10, Pac-12 because you've got to have some presence, right, in Southern California for that TV market. Yeah. Yeah, that would be a big bump, you know, especially for teams like if Boise State or San Diego State or even Fresno State are able to get, you know, into the Pac-12. Uh, that could yeah, exactly. Be and it, it's all about it's all about TV markets and 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 you know the stadium. The NFL loved coming to San Diego for the Super Bowl. They loved it. And, yeah. and 
unfortunately, the owners, they just kind of let the stadium just kind of fall apart. And then, of course, they moved them to L.A. But the new stadium right. that that's going to open up, San Diego State said, okay, we're going to build it at 35,000 seats. However, it's going to be expandable to 55,000 which is the minimum wow. the NFL requires for any city to host a Super Bowl. Okay. Okay. So, you know, hey, it, it may be it may be coming back here. Super Bowl may come back anyway. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I would tell you really that. Uh, rotate between, like, six cities. Like, you should just have it in L.A., San Diego, New Orleans, Miami, and, like, Tampa – and maybe one other place, uh, maybe Atlanta, every year. That, I mean, it should really be those those six sites or so. May, you know, uh, every single year. I don't see a reason why they have something. So you picked all like warm places, though, right? Yeah. Yeah, I want to see football in cold weather sometimes. Super Bowl in New York. Uh, they did right. it one year. I want to see in Buffalo. Let's go Buffalo. Yeah, let's <laughs> go, man. I want to see. I want to see a, a different winner. You know, I want to see weather change the outcome of the game. Oh God! Well, Buffalo's got the, Buffalo's got a good team. They could pull it off. Yeah, they could. They could. I mean, what did L.A. played the Super Bowl at home this year? Tampa played the Super Bowl at home a few years ago. So, I mean, it seems to be a trend. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, Dan, one last question for you before we uh, before we let you go. Um, I was curious. I had read one of these facts, so I want to know, and I've never under, I've never known this. But how did the San Diego Padres get their team name? They were the, they were uh, the minor league Padres for for years and years, and the the, the strong uh, presence of the California missions, which were started here in San Diego and then moved north, and they were all the missions throughout the state, you know, were formulated after that time. So we ended up with the Padres, um, and of course, you know, uh, you know, Ted Williams played for the minor league Padres here in San Diego, and he was okay. born and raised here. And uh, you know, he was a pitcher as well, right? No, I had no idea Ted Williams also pitched. Uh, that's that's in the book. That's another story in the book. But he is okay. he was a pitcher. And a, and a you know a decent one not the not the greatest but you know, good enough and uh, so that's where you know he got his and uh, you know we've had you know San Diego's produced a fair amount of, of of great athletes you know when you think about it Bill Walton in basketball and then you got Tony Gwynn Hall of Famer yeah. in baseball and Mickey Wright uh, was was the wo- woman's uh, all time greatest golfer uh, for many years, you know, so she came from San Diego as well. So a lot of, a lot of good people, a lot of good athletes. And um, that is that we covered it all. I think. Yeah, I think so, Dan. I, I want to thank you for appearing on our show and coming on. Um, listener, everybody, you can listen, uh, you can find uh, Dan's book, um, it's uh, available uh, via paperback or ebook. Um, it's got all kinds of great facts about California sports. Uh, check it out. It's uh, what does it say? Three hundred and thirty, uh, almost three hundred forty pages uh, worth of facts. 
Uh, so definitely something to uh, check out. And thank you, Dan, for taking the time out. I know it's, it's only it's about it's about to be about six o'clock there for you. Uh, so I appreciate you taking the time uh, to come on our uh, podcast, and we thank you for being here. Well, well, thanks. Yeah, thanks a lot for having me. I, I really appreciate it. One 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 last note, real quickly. Uh, book uh, is available. California Sports Astounding available on Amazon and also at the website www.californiasportsastounding.com. Thank you. Okay. Thank you, Dan. We appreciate it. And we look forward to uh, posting on our Twitter page um, the uh, the uh, Josh jumping in and full, uh, you know, uh, water wings and goggles. So uh, that'll be some, a sight to see. Uh, Josh, you're gonna have to pay up here in a couple in a couple in a couple of weeks before summer's out. So uh, don't try to get out of this. Uh, I'll get it done this weekend. Gee. <laughs> Good luck, Josh. <laughs> Josh is gonna I jump into the city for a day. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hey, appreciate Thanks, it. Thank Enjoy. you very much. Thank you. Thanks, Enjoy Sam. your weekend. <laughs> okay. Bye bye. That was Dan Cisco, uh, author of California Sports Astounding. That was uh, we really enjoyed having him on the uh, on the show. So uh, that was that was pretty awesome, and uh, I'm really going to enjoy seeing Josh be the loser of this bet. So. <laughs> Oh man. man, Joe came up spades. He was he was like a sleeper. That's because he cheated. <laughs> <laughs> he told me earlier he was going to Google everything. So, oh, you, son of, <laughs> you son of a bitch! <laughs> it's all out now. Uh-oh, so uh-oh. Here, here's all. Maybe I'm we should go. Okay. What's that? Here's all I'm going to say about that is. I'm not confirming nor denying, but I'm going to do the same thing as uh, Deshaun Watson and uh, Josh. <laughs> okay? So, uh, Joe just got right. to spin for six games. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I ain't got to jump in the fucking pool, man, do I? <laughs> oh, the question is, do I have a fucking bunch of people? We- we should have Zoom called Joe for that shit to make sure that he wasn't Googling anything. Right. <laughs> he Googled it all. <laughs> the time has come for another edition of Josh's Things That Piss Me Off. So, uh, are you ready, Josh, with a Things That Piss Me Off segment? And then, Sam, will you be ready for a Chronic Corner next week? Okay. All right, so here we go, Josh. Things that piss me off with our old funky music track. Number five, people that are rude and don't hold the door for people coming into the store. Number four, <laughs> oh, people running, that wear Joe. their pants to their knees. And you have a fucking belt on. Really? I don't want to see your junk. Number three, grocery stores. It's either they're out of everything or they have no registers open and you gotta wait in a fucking mile long line. Number one, summer. Summer's about to come to an end. What? The hot girls oh. are gonna start putting more clothes on. 
and the kids are at home all day, all the time. And number one, the most important one, fucking Nebraska fans. Whoa! Oh! I like the surprise number one, Josh. That's right. Wait a second. I'm going to lie, Nebraska fans are all of a sudden uh, gaining your ire, okay, for, uh, for, for what? Just being loyal to their team and pushing for football during COVID? <laughs> yeah, because I got to listen to you bitch and complain all the time about it. Oh, this is their year. It, it was their year last year. I didn't say that, but I talked to you And the year before. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on, hold on, Josh. Yeah, and the year before that. And the year before that. And the year before that. You know what? Same they haven't been relevant since 1990. <laughs> By the way, Sam, I got our tickets. Nebraska-Michigan. That's a big house this year. It's the game. Oh, November. boy. We are on the 30-yard line, six rows up from the field. You know, you know, you're gonna have to wait. You have to, we have to get the extra. They're gonna pat me down a couple extra times. You know. No, I know, and they'll they'll think you're a terrorist because that's what always happens. So you know, yeah, I'm fully aware that we'll have to get there like three hours before the game. It's like traveling, man. Yeah, every time. All right, so now we get to a little fantasy football. We are gonna cover since we got about thirty minutes left on the show. We are going to cover. Our top ten receivers for PPR this year. Who wants to kick us off? It's going to have to be you guys. I'm I'm pretty much on a standard league every year for the last ten years. I don't mess around with PPR much. So. All right. Well, I, I mean, I read, but I mean, yeah, sure. All right. All right. Okay. Fine. I'll kick us off at the start of the list. Number ten for me. I got. Deontay Jeffers, or I'm sorry, Deontay Johnson, number 10. At number nine, I have Mike Evans. Oh, sorry. Number eight, I got Debo Samuel. Joe, stop! How, stop hitting the horn, bro. His his pick sucks. Whoa! No, that's for that's after every tada. That's after I reveal it. That's we, I don't need a tada for a bad pick, bro. It's not a bad pick. You don't even know anything about PPR. You just said so. How would I mean? How would you? Know I, that? I'm no. just you know just trying to irk you a bit. Okay, of course you are. I don't At number care. Seven. <laughs> Thanks, Joe. At number seven, I got CD Lamb. <laughs> Number six, Stefan Diggs. Yes. <laughs> Number five, Devontae Adams. Number four, Keenan Allen. Number three, Jamar Chase. Number two, Cooper Cup. Number one, Justin Jefferson. 
an opportunity to hate on a diverse array of mock-ass mo- <laughs> Yeah, haters. Hate, 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 hate. All right. All right, Josh, do you want to go with your top ten PPR receivers? Number 10, I got Terry McLaurin. Number 9, I got... What was number 9? Deontay (laughs) Johnson. Okay. Number 8, I got Keenan Allen. Man, you're starting to get a little too slow on this. On number seven, I got Mike Evans. Number six, I got Stefan Diggs. Number five, I got Tyreek Hill. Number four, I got Justin Jefferson. Number three, I got Jamar Chase. Super necessary. Number two, Devontae Adams. And my number one fantasy receiver goes to Cooper Cup, baby. Good luck. Good luck. Oh, Devontae Adams at number two, really, Josh? He goes to Oakland, and he's got he's got Darren Waller, and he's got Hunter Renfro, and he's got some other guys there, and he doesn't, you know, the oh, come on, man, what is that? What Dude, is they're not going to run the ball this year. That's I, I I'm telling you, that offense they're going to throw the ball a lot more than they did last year. They're not going to count on the run. If that's the case, you're going to add Josh Jacobs, and you're going to add a third down receiving back as well into the mix for more touches. So I agree I mean, with Mike. I, I There's too many mouths to feed in, in Oakland. All right, let's. All right, let's. Uh, we'll see what happens, man. We will see what happens. We we do have our draft coming up. I think uh, maybe on Monday show, uh, Sam, you're going to hit us with the. Uh, I'll give you a heads up now. You'll hit us with your top ten standard league running backs. So Monday. Hey, okay. And by the way. Louie, I'm in the yeah. same league as you. Do you honestly think I'm going to tell you what my real top ten is? Do you really think that I'm – I'm not giving you my secrets. I'm not giving you my ten picks either. Why do you think I had – Bullshit. Why do you, you think just gave I had me. interesting spots? <laughs> yeah, and Don't worry. Matter. I know I you're going to draft two teams again. It's okay. Oh, yeah. That's, that's jokes. We got jokes here that are 12 years old. Awesome. <laughs> hey, never... All, right. <laughs> All right. Let's go. Uh, hey, sad uh, question. How many how many championships does Josh have compared to Mike? I have one. Yeah, he has one. I have three since 2015. Yeah, I mean, but you got one on the board. You know, it's not like he's dealing with zero. Yeah, I got one. No. I like to finish in third and fourth place. So the, the last three years – I've been beat by whoever ends up winning. But in the champ- the third and fourth place game, my team blows out everybody for some reason. It's just that, that semifinal match, my team doesn't show up until the following week. Yeah. Yeah, Josh has lost in the semifinals quite a bit. So, 
And they're oh. saying to piss Josh off. <laughs> All right. So Brittany Griner's sentence came down. It was nine years. Uh, she. Oh. I think that's awesome, bro. What's that? I think that's awesome. Okay. I, I don't think awesome. nine years, but I'm curious, man. Like, I, nine years is a little harsh, I think, for having hashish oil. Like, I, I but it's a foreign country. Hey, it's their laws, bro. Yeah, I know. I hear you. I hear you. Here's the thing. My, uh, I've talked about, you know, I've talked to, uh, about this before, but, you know, like, uh, like I said, it's other countries. So the law in Russia is if you have six ounces or less, it's a slap on the wrist with some kind of corrective punishment, which God only knows what that means in the Kremlin. Um, yeah. Anything above six ounces to 100 ounces are multiple years. Notice they don't say how many years. They just say multiple years. Well, clearly it's at least nine. Um, and then anything over 100 is even, 100 uh, grams is even more than that. Like, I mean, if you go into a country and you don't know the rules, like, you're an idiot. And then on top of it... You better off going nothing, right? Well, and then Griner had the actual... Nerve to be like they didn't read me my rights. You're in Russia. You don't have any rights. What country do you think you're in? <laughs> yeah, but from everything I've heard and I've read is the nine years. They all knew it was going to be that way. It was just a formality. Uh, we let Russia finish their their justice system. That's what they wanted, and now they can talk to the U.S. about trying to get her home, which. Probably she's going to be home. Which I think is absolutely, a- absolutely retarded. I think that is absolutely. Oh, I 100% agree with you. For, you know, for, the, for, for, for two I'm, known criminals in this world, I'm going to keep saying the same thing over and over again. If it was a regular person, no one would really give a flying fuck about that. Well, and it's a, a perfect example I mean, of that. So the U.S. teacher, Mark Vogel, got 14 years for having 17 ounces of marijuana last year in Russia. He's 61 years old. He's serving a 14-year sentence. You don't hear shit about him because he ain't making no You don't see anyone trying to break him out, right? No. No. I mean, when is Americans going to learn? Take responsibility for your actions. Yeah, I know, man. When are are Americans going to realize that, you know, just because you could do it in America doesn't mean you could do it anywhere else? Oh, I I got bad news in terms of Learning that you got to respect other countries and respect uh, other people and so like, I mean, we are heading down a fucking shithole quicker quicker than I can say lickety split. Um, people just want to throw you, out. You know, the one thing I would the one thing I would love to see is somebody go burn a Russian flag in Russia or a Chinese flag in China. And see what happens. They've done that. Guarantee they're probably not going to live the next day. They've done that. They got executed for it. Exactly. You can burn a flag so in the Mike, U.S. I'm, I'm going to run off and, on a tangent for a quick second. Go. Go on your tangent. So, so uh, you know, I, I've been to Columbia twice, right? On one of the trips, I got caught with a joint in my pocket, and they wanted to take me in to Colombian jail. A buddy of mine who spoke Spanish very fr- like, very fluently, and I, I did too. 
we negotiated with the cop, paid him a hundred bucks U.S., and I was able to leave. Wow. But like, wh- what I'm trying to explain is that no one knows what the rules are, right? Sure. I wasn't told what the rules were. I was told it was okay, actually. Okay. Okay. So but that was your first that's time visiting that country. She's been right. going there but for I was the misled by somebody that, that was a police officer. Because I asked a cop before. He's like, this is a tourist area. We know you guys are smoking weed. It's okay. But then I turned the corner. Oh, that, and, so, you know, the bull, so they, they were there. They, knew, they, wanted to, they wanted to grab the people that had the money, right? Oh, that's well, exactly what it was. Shakedown. Right. You'll pay up. Right. That's not necessarily yeah, first they tell me it's okay, and then they they pull me in saying, hey, we're going to take you to jail. Well, and that's because, I mean, there are a lot of corruption in different countries. And so, it, um, I mean, hell, there's corruption in our country, but, I mean, you're not likely to get, you know, it's not the regular to have uh, things like that happen. But in other countries, that's, that's the norm. And, uh, you know, I'm not saying it's right. It's part of society. It's what, it's what keeps the buck moving there. All right. Um, so, going off this a little bit, uh, going off our little political side there, and we, we, you know, I don't disagree. I, you know, when you have to be careful when you go to other countries. You have to basically pretend that you are the Virgin Mary when you go over to other countries, and and I don't take anything that could even be deemed offensive or risky. So, I feel for Brittany Griner. I hope she gets to come home soon. You know, but, home uh, Honestly, I, I, it sounds really messed up for me to say, but I kind of hope she doesn't. Because if she does, that means that they traded off the Merchant of Death for her. She's going to be which back is in a month. to the whole world. No, really. You're right about that. I'm just, I'm, I'm just saying I hope, you know, whatever happens, she's, she comes home in one piece, unlike that Otto Warbler kid from Ohio who – was in Korea and got basically beat to death and then came home and he was in a catatonic state and then died a couple weeks later. So, uh, you well, know, hopefully here, here's the funny part. Work. Just, just throwing this out there. She got nine years for two, uh, dates, marijuana dates. Deshaun Watson got six game suspension for sexually assaulting 24 women. Just throwing that out there one more yeah. time. <laughs> Well, but, I mean, but then you think about it, you know, you got these athletes and um, and people that are saying that America sucks so bad that we should, that people should leave it. Um, I mean, clearly there's a problem when, like, I mean, Russia's giving you nine years for that. And, uh, I mean, Deshaun gets a slap and a, uh, you know, a little, uh, little slap and tickle and literally gets a slap. And you know what? She went overseas to play because she couldn't make the money or whatever. She wanted to make more money. That comes with more <laughs> responsibility, more risk of your lifestyle as well. These are uh, things she should have known. She's yeah. been playing this since 2014, actually, I think. Uh, yeah. On and off. Yeah, she's been there for the last few years. So she should have knew that yeah. going over to Russia. I mean, yeah. Puff Daddy said it best. More money, more problems. <laughs> and you... I mean, what, when did she finally go over? What, February, March? Is that I, – I can't remember when she went – or was it December? No, I think she went over in January, and she got popped in February. Okay. 
So we all know there was already going to be tension with Russia at that time. They were already starting to to move their forces on the Ukraine border. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Why wouldn't you – why in your mind wouldn't you think, hey, they're starting to move this stuff over. I'm paying attention to it. Maybe maybe it's not the best idea to go over at this time because something could happen. They could right. take me as a hostage because I'm an American. Even if they, she didn't have they're they're they, they could have done something, right? Right. Yeah. But, but John, yeah, I don't think it was a wise time a, for her to go over, a, not, not when they were about to start, you know, a war with Ukraine. So oh. I agree with that. Um, moving on here, we got about 17 minutes left on our special 90-minute edition show. Um, I have a few things to cover then. I actually, Josh, uh, towards the end here, I do have, I have some wrestling stuff that I have to ask you, but, uh, MLB trade deadline. Um, you know, we can talk about some of the winners of the deadline a little bit, but I want to talk real quick about the Reds and what they were able to acquire, um, and kind of get everybody's feedback a little bit. But so the Reds going into this season basically were writing it off as a lost season. They they had already decided that they were going to trade off um, Jesse Winker, Eugenio Suarez, and uh, Sonny Gray and not re-sign Nick Castellanos. Um, and then at the trade deadline, we now got rid of Luis Castillo, Castillo T- Tyler Malley, uh, Brandon Drury, who was having a career season, and uh, Tommy Pham. Tommy Pham, we didn't really get anything in return. But we got a great return for Drury, who was on a one-year contract anyways. We got the Padres' sixth best player in their farm system. And we had we got a hell of a return from Seattle for Luis Castillo. I am pretty confident the Reds now has been, has been talked about have a top seven farm system in the major leagues. And – I think behind Nick Lodolo and Hunter Green, who can anchor the pitching staff uh, here for the next couple of years, I think the Reds can honestly get back into contention by 2024 or 20 or, or so. If you look at it, you write this year off as letting the young players get some experience. I think after next season, Votto's contract comes off the books. Then, and, and same with Moustakis. Moustakis and Votto come off the books after next season. You can now spend some money in free agency, possibly, and maybe some of these young players that are developing will be ready to come to the major leagues by 2024. So I do think that the Reds can be back into contending by that time. And I know it sucks when your team is losing and there's not much to play for, especially for, you know, two or three seasons. But I do think that the Reds are positioned nicely uh, to be contending again in the next few years. Yeah, I mean, I I kind of agree with you, but I still think that, I mean, when you trade away everybody on your team, what what makes you want to go to that ballpark, you know? That's where they're missing out. They're missing out on that revenue that they could have been – uh, getting free agents to come here. They they were one or two pieces away with Castellanos to go to make a deeper playoff run. I mean, we made the playoffs in 2020. We were a, a good team. We were one or two things away. A bullpen, another bullpen, really good bullpen arm, and another hitter. 
we could have made a deep run in 2021. And it seemed like, you know what? We're not going to add anybody. They knew they needed a shortstop. They didn't add anybody. They said, uh, we're just going to go middle of the road. If you're going to do that, just fucking start trading these guys away a lot faster, a lot sooner. You could have got something for Moustakis. Now you're stuck with him playing on the bench. Joey Votto, he keeps saying he doesn't want to leave, which is awesome. I love the player. Um, But I feel so bad. He's been on this team for 19 seasons. And we, we failed that man to build a team around him to consistently, consistently uh, win. This ownership has not done that for us. I don't see them doing right, the future. I, yes, we got all these prospects. But prospects are prospects. They're not guaranteed to, to do anything. You're right. But here's the thing that a lot of people don't understand. And when you're talking about a middle market team, a team that doesn't have the budget of Houston, L.A., Chicago, um, you know, New York, whatever, you have to – you have a window to win. And for the Reds, their window to win was 2010 to 2013. Then, Then again here around 2018 to 2021. They didn't do it. They didn't put the right pieces together. I, I get that. I get that. But you've got to look at the Tampa Bay Devil Rays. They consistently are in the top three in that division. Look at the Oakland A's. Josh, they are consistently Josh, in the top three. They'll Tampa, have one or two bad seasons, but they are consistent with it. Josh, but Tampa sells off their top paid players every year, and they keep getting people through the minors. They have one of the best arm systems. And, they don't hang on to anybody for very long. They let go of what's the third? What they let go of Longoria, and they let go of Blake Snell, and they let go of all these players. And so it's not like they're hanging on to guys. Where does where does Satan come from? Giancarlo Satan came from the Marlins. Okay. Yeah. So. Yeah. The, the Rays, I get what you're saying. Yeah, they'll 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 go down in a valley for two for two or three years, and then they'll come back up and they'll make a run where they're in the top of the division and go into the playoffs for three or four years. But once again, like I said, they're trading those guys for more prospects, and then they're turning and, out and guy and that's guy the, and that's guy. what they're saying. They their organizations are getting the better players. Our our organization. We trade our players. We're getting shit back. That's been the problem. I don't trust our organization to get good players. At the trade deadline, at the trade deadline, we got really good players back. So, so we say we said that before. You look, you look at the the Dodgers. Josiah Gray. He was one of the trade partners for the Dodgers when we we traded a few of the players. They turned around and traded him for fucking Mookie Betts. Come on, man. We had Josiah Gray. We could have traded for Mookie Betts. That's what I'm talking about. Our our ownership, they don't know what they're really doing. And as long as they they still own the team and they still have this GM, Nick Crow, I, I don't see them improving. I really don't. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. I'm very passionate about my red legs. I love my red legs. I love I love the Reds too, but I I feel that 
you know, you talk about Joey Votto, they haven't been able to build a team around him. Well, there's a lot of players you can say that about. Mike Trout has been has been to one playoff series in California, and they spend money on players, the Angels do, but they haven't spent money on the right players. It, but they're spending money. The Reds are not. They're But they're not I mean, winning. They're one of you the have, players away, have, and they give up. The Angels have two generational players, and they can't do anything. They're in near last place. They have Shohei Otani and Mike Trout, and they can't win. What does that and tell you? And that's because they're dumb, they have, and they give away they give away ten-year contracts to players that are like Albert Pujols. You give him a ten-year contract, yeah, dude was great, Hall yeah. of Famer all day long. You gave him a ten-year contract, My, and then you gave uh, the Weaver a big contract. You gave somebody else a big contract all at the same time, and then you had Mike Trout come up, but then you don't have any other money because you just put it all in three players. But they, there's no salary cap the, in baseball. The you get money to spend. But the Angels The Angels are, are in a bigger market, man, too. They're in a bigger market, yeah. They got no, plenty I get of money that. to spend. The Angels are sitting at forty four and sixty one. The Reds are forty two and sixty two, and the Reds don't have Mike Trout or Shohei Otani on their team. No, exactly. Yeah. They're, the Angels are putting all their money in like one or two players' baskets and you can't do that. But, 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 yeah. They, but they've you, made bad decisions, money, just like the baskets, Reds have But, but you, you say they're putting all the money in one basket. There's no basket in baseball. It's, 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 you, you, could, you could spend $700 million on salary if you really wanted to. There's no, there's no salary. Like the Yankees. Like the Yankees. You don't have and the Dodgers. Cap, and, you're, and you're the Angels. And you play in L.A. So, there, it's like... I don't care if you're paying a ton of money to Otani and Trout. You have plenty of money to disperse because you're in L.A. and you're owned by. But keep in mind, you know what's what's wild, Micah. You 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 know this. You know nosebleed tickets at Yankee Stadium is like a buck twenty-five. Really? Yeah. That's yeah. I mean, and, and you look at how many how many World Titles has the Yankees won in the last ten years? How many World How many World Titles has the Dodgers won in the last ten years? One. The Dodgers one. won, and I think the Dodgers have been in the World Series almost every year for the last five years. But they've won one title. That's my point. They're okay. getting there, but they can't get over the hump. <laughs> they can spend two hundred and fifty million dollars every year, but if you got a cohesive team, Wait, so you're, you're, and but you're, you you're saying the, right the Reds should spend more like money. You can but, like you're cal- but you're cal- counteracting your argument by saying the Yankees and the Angels spend money and they're still not going anywhere. No, I'm saying the Angels—they've been stupid with their money. Last Hold time, on, time, the one thing is that the last ten years, so, Houston, Red Sox, those have been the, the the organizations that have come up top. Well, and, the Dodgers, and they're the, the two organizations that got top cheating too. Played in three World Series and won one. But yeah, you're you're right. I mean, if you look at the halves that have won, okay. The Red Sox won in eighteen. The Astros won in twenty seventeen. The Dodgers won in twenty twenty. You know, you've had the Red Sox, the Giants, the Cardinals, the, the the really the outliers of these of these teams that have won World Series in the last ten years are the Kansas City Royals in 2015 and the Washington Nationals in 2019. Those are the outliers. And I, I mean, as far well, as you like, look at that national teams, and they spent a bunch of money too. They didn't though. That that their payroll in 2019 was not that high. I I don't believe. The 2019 uh, Nationals. Uh, uh, yeah, they had uh, Bryce Harper, and that's they didn't pay any of those guys. 
they had Harper, they had Strasburg, they had uh, uh, what's his, the one with the two eyes now with the Mets, Scherzer. Max Scherzer, Scherzer, yeah. They paid him a shit ton of money. But yeah, but look at this. Okay, so they had Ryan Zimmerman, Patrick Corbin, Anthony Rendon, Scherzer, and Strasburg. But Strasburg and Scherzer were the two highest paid players on that team because at this point on that 2019 team, Bryce Harper hadn't signed his big contract yet. Juan Soto, oh, right. Juan Soto was making That's only right. five hundred thousand yeah, dollars right. a year. They had Trey Turner also, who was making a little bit over three million a year. And then they had Bryce Harper, who I think who was making like fourteen million a year or so. So he had he hadn't signed this huge contract. They were paying they were paying their team one hundred and seventy nine million dollars, which is on the higher end. But there's some of these teams that have like two hundred plus million dollar payrolls. Um. So I know, hey Mike, I know we got four minutes left. I'll be honest with you, I'm fucking tired of baseball. Uh, okay. <laughs> like, no, I'm, I'm just saying, we got 33 days until the regular season of football finally kicks off, um, and we can actually have, you know, maybe get some fun again, because, I mean, I love watching the Reds, don't get me wrong, but God, this year has been uh, excited as I was that the Bengals go to the Super Bowl is, is, is the complete opposite of how I feel about watching baseball this year. Um, and enough. You know, so, like, I'm excited. 33 days until the radio season kicks off, and then, you know, from what I understand, I'll get to go. You know, hopefully, I get to go to some home games in uh, the new stadium. Uh, you know, instead of Paul Brown, it's going to be the Badger Clean Stadium. Uh, the what? Oh, God knows. Is it going to be called? Uh, I mean, what are they going to sell the rights to? Uh, Badger Clean or? Uh, um, kept, uh, Fucking guy. <laughs> All right, now, now that Jimmy Did you hit that on yourself, Joe, or, or no, was that I Mike? I hit it on Joe. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I thought Joe thought it was so bad that he hit it on himself. Hey, real okay. quick. Literally, shoot me with wrestling before, question. Yeah, uh, all right, so MJF has been – off of the air for AEW since his pipe bomb promo of a couple, what was that, like two months ago or so? He hasn't been uh, seen. Two months ago, yep. The word is on the street is that he's extremely unhappy and he's looking to jump to uh, WWE sooner rather than later. Um, so I don't, I think there's a huge, I think this is a huge misstep for Tony Khan. MJF was one of the top rising stars. He put on great matches. He was entertaining as hell on the mic. And I think Tony Khan needs an ego check because there's a lot of WWE people that would show this kind of same fire and cut scathing promos on Vince McMahon. And Vince McMahon would end up pushing those guys. Uh, He did it with CM Punk. He's done it with Shawn Michaels. He's done it with Stone Cold Steve Austin. And and Tony Khan... (laughs) Is so thin-skinned, which is why probably why the Jaguars suck because the Khan family owns them and they can't take criticism. And MJF, if he leaves for WWE, that's going to be uh, – I think that's a big loss for AEW. So there, there's actually a rumor of, of uh, MJF uh, coming out in a couple months. 
the, the one thing I like about AEW, it does the long stories storylines. Um, okay. But the, I, I do not like having MJ off for two months now. But the rumor was is he was going to interfere in the CM Punk John Moxley match to unify the titles and screw over CM Punk, uh, and then they would go off on on continuing their feud. But I mean, you're but right. Right now, that. they've already. Yeah. No, ahead. I get it. But that, but that's what that's the rumor that I heard. That's what they were planning. Um, but now that Vince McMahon's out of the picture and Triple H is taking over, I'm hearing a lot of rumblings from AEW guys saying they would go back to WWE under Triple H. So we know it's going to be very he's that much better of a of a, you know, organizer, CEO, whatever you want to call it. They can relate to him a lot better. I think his, uh, his storylines are better, and just the product, the, the product the last couple of weeks has actually been exciting. Um, so give, him, give props to Triple H on changing, changing a little bit. I like the Rock promo with uh, Roman Reigns, too. I like that little tidbit. Yeah, and they got the yeah. offer now. Yeah, the the Brock Lesnar with the thing lifting up the ring, I thought that was pretty fucking cool. I did not yeah, see that coming. Yeah. Oh, we'll see. I mean, I I think Triple H is doing a great job so far. I think he might bring the company back. He might bring it back. I, he might bring it back. That's what I'm he's hoping. He's going to put a higher emphasis on promos too, about how, and getting over with fans through promos. And I I, and I, I think I, the I product, think the product is, what. And I think the project going to PG-14 again, I think that's really going to help yeah. WWE. Okay, yeah, it's so. like Attitude Era, pretty much. Yeah. All right, guys. That is all the time we got on our show for Friday. It was a great show, guys. I, I had a lot of fun. Uh, Josh, can't wait to put your shit up on Twitter. Um, I'm, <laughs> I'm really excited uh, to, to post that out. Um and we will be back on Monday uh, with another edition of the show. It should be a good time. Um, uh, but thanks, everybody. Uh, we'll look forward to it, Josh. And everybody, enjoy your weekend. We're out. Enjoy your weekend, and this bud's for you. You know this, Josh. Get <laughs> back down, back down. When you don't have all With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.